Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Hope Thanga Native American podcast, where we discuss focused topics within tribal housing and self-determination. I'm Brooke Warrington, the Training and Development Specialist here at the NLC, and with me is Awista Atkins, the Training and Development Coordinator. And today we'll be promoting a safe and fun Halloween public safety message for those in Indian country with our special guest, William Latchford. William is president of the Native Peacekeeper Consulting Group, and he just became co-director of the Florida State University College of Criminology and Criminal Justice, Native American Crime and Justice Research and Policy Institute. So congratulations on that, William. That's absolutely incredible. And he Thank also is retired executive director of the Public Safety and Chief of Police for the Seminole Tribe of Florida. So let's go ahead and get started. As Brooke said, welcome to our special Halloween Public Safety Edition on Hopathanga. We'll be discussing important tips and information to ensure a safe and enjoyable Halloween experience for everyone. Whether you're a parent, guardian, or just someone who wants to learn more about Halloween safety, this episode is for you. All right, so let's start with trick-or-treating safety. It's one of the most beloved Halloween traditions, but it's crucial to keep safety in mind. Yeah, I think it's, uh, you know, this is one of those holidays that we all can get together and fellowship and watch our kids um, really grow into excitement and to uh, really embrace the, the holiday. It's important, though, that adults take the lead. It's important that adult, the adults um, guide the children, stay with the children, make sure that uh, they're watching the surroundings to make sure that the, the kids are, are being safe out there in the communities that they're out trick-or-treating. They want to make sure that they also, uh, when they're traveling with the kids, that they have bright colors on. They want to make sure that they're visible. You know, uh, trick-or-treating, of course, this holiday is at night, so it's dark out. Uh, and a lot of residents turn their lights out because it 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 feels the mood of Halloween. So you want to make sure that, uh, you know, they keep track of their children and, and by putting bright clothes or reflective clothes on them or reflective uh, devices on them, it, it helps them keep track of them so they don't get lost. Um, I know growing up, we used to have a glow stick that my dad used to put around our neck so he could keep an eye on us going from house to house. <laughs> um, but now let's talk about costume safety. I mean, many of us put a lot of effort into our costumes, but safety should always be a priority. Yeah, that's one thing that uh, we want to find a balance in during this holiday is the safety versus uh, the costumes. Uh, costumes are very, uh, very neat for kids. They like to dress up and play the part, uh, virtue to be a scary costume or or just a, a Disney costume or or sports figure. Uh, but regardless of what costume, you want to make sure that uh, it's a safe costume for the child uh, and that uh, it doesn't present any dangers out there. And you mentioned the glow sticks. Um, they're not really fans of, of kids because it's just an extra burden for the kid to wear for, for the clothes. However, uh, for parents, it's something you want to make sure that uh, even if it's one glow stick, it really can make a difference to make sure that there's the children safe out there. And uh, when they're in the community and, and vehicles see them, uh, that uh, they stay safe. It's unfortunate, but we also need to discuss the concept of stranger danger. Let's educate our listeners, especially children, about this important topic. Yeah, it's important that uh, the kids that are out there have adult supervision. Um, you know, although it's a fun holiday, there are individuals, unfortunately, in every community like to prey on adult and specifically children. Uh, each community uh, 
has police officers and uh, first responders out there that are watching the watching the community streets. But um, safety is everybody's business, and uh, we need everybody in every community if they see something uh, to say something, and not only just say something, they need to do something. Uh, and it's very important for the adults to stay educated on on their community. They can look at their local. Uh, jurisdiction websites to see uh, where the sex offenders may live in their community. It's very important to know and to educate the kids to make sure they don't go to houses that may present danger to them. Uh, unfortunately, we all live in a society where there are these individuals who like to victimize uh, kids or adults, uh, and it's very important for the adults that are with these children to ensure that they know where those dangers are. And by uh, doing the research in your local jurisdiction, uh, as far as where the sex offender live, it gives you an opportunity to make sure you can educate the children not to go to a certain house uh, that's in the neighborhood just to remain safe. Uh, for example, here in Florida, the Florida Department of Law Enforcement has a great website uh, that you can go to and uh, just put in your address and it'll come up uh, with all the sex offenders in the area. So that'll give you an opportunity to know what house you want to stay away from uh, and make sure you educate the children that are out there. Definitely difficult to talk about, but so, so important. Um, and we'll be sure to include the link where you can look up those houses in your area just to kind of steer your kids clear. We'll include that with our episode description today. So now on to a very crucial topic as well, candy inspection. I know my parents took this extremely seriously when I was little. We weren't even allowed to look at that candy until our parents got it. But it's essential to ensure the treats we consume are safe. Yeah, you know, this is important. You know, we go to we go to the stores every day in, in society and we buy a bag of candy or a candy bar and um, we don't necessarily inspect it before we eat it. There are some individuals who do that, but I believe the majority of society is is they they have that trust in the the packing of the uh, the individuals who are selling it to us. So um, specifically during these holidays, you know, again, there's people out there that like to play pranks on on individuals or or just have bad intentions in 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 mind. Uh, and it's important to uh, have that discussion before they go out with the kids about whatever candy that you get or uh, some somebody may give out cookies or fruit uh, that they're not to eat it until they come home and it's inspected by uh, an adult. Uh, and and the adults need to take that a proactive approach to make sure that they inspect any wrapper that may be open or uh, even appear to be tampered with. That 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 piece of candy or item should be thrown in the trash. They shouldn't take the the um, take that action as something well it, it'll be fine you know it's 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 still good it's still fresh you know yield on the side of caution if you see something that's out of out of place or there's a tear in the the wrapper throw it away uh, but it's very important to keep the kids safe to make sure that uh, they understand it's you know they want to get as much candy and and uh, and and items as they can however they shouldn't touch it until they get home and it's inspected uh, there's a lot of temptation there uh, but what you could do is you could give um, give your child some candy that they know is trusted when they go out. So if, you know, walking around, it's always good to, to have your own candy that you're going out with bottles of water, or even fruit, fruit drinks that, uh, it's already been trusted in and inspected that where they're going around and, and they're drinking and eating that while they're trick or treating until they get home and that inspection's done. My mom actually used to do that uh, when we went trick-or-treating. She would bring like bags of strawberries with us. And I would always make fun of her. Like, why are you bringing? We're going to go get candy. I'll just eat the candy. And she'd be like, no, 
Well, just snack on the strawberries. And now that I'm older, I'm so grateful for that. <laughs> I'm probably going to do the same thing. Um, so that's a good thing to keep in mind. Um, but let's not forget about our furry friends. Halloween can be stressful for pets. So let's discuss some ways to keep them safe. Yeah, I think uh, the, this is one area that, uh, you know, we take for granted as well with our animals. You know, it's uh, a lot of kids have fireworks during Halloween and uh, just the environment itself sometimes scares the animals uh, when they're out there or in, in the residence. The doorbell's going off uh, a lot more than an average day or the knocks on the door are happening. So there's, it startles the animals. So we want to make sure that your animals are safe and, uh, you know, just like, uh, your little babies, you want to make sure that they're, they're, uh, snug in, in their residence and their comfort, uh, of their domain. And we want to make sure that, uh, they enjoy the night as well. I know a lot of people, uh, may walk around when you're trick or treating, you know, you bring your animal with you, walk around, uh, in the environment and, and they get used to that. They get used to the environment, the loud noises, the fireworks, all the people. Uh, however, if you do have a, uh, an animal, a dog that is a little bit vicious and you know, is on the vicious side, uh, I would recommend to make sure that uh, you take the precautions to where, when the kids do come to the house, that those dogs or animals are, uh, are, are in another room to where the kids aren't scared. And, uh, and the dog doesn't have that opportunity to, uh, fear that somebody may be coming into their their residence they live there that dog is going to protect that home so uh, you want to make sure from both sides that the the animal has the opportunity to enjoy their residence but also uh, they don't think that somebody's trying to break in and they they take the opportunity to uh, attack one of the children that are at the door um, uh, you know incidentally uh, not realizing that they're there for the Halloween. You know, a dog doesn't know what Halloween is. A, an animal doesn't know what Halloween is. So as owners of pets, we we bear that responsibility. So, so true. And if any of you at home have dogs like I did, my dog Cooper was always so antsy to just get outside and play with these kids. In his mind, every kid that came to the door for trick-or-treating was there to play with him. But he was such a big dog that like, even though he was coming to play, it would freak those little kids out. So even if your dog just wants to play, remember that not every kid is going to know that. And if you have a dog like the size of a horse, like I did, then, you know, just, just try to keep them, keep them back because it, it'll freak them out for sure. Um, what what you want to do, what you want to do too, is with the animals is, you know, when they're in their comfort at their home, usually the owners take the collars off, which means their license or their name tag is, is attached to the collar. Uh, so you want to make sure with the doors opening so much and, and, uh, the opportunity for the animal to run loose is, uh, to, to make sure that collar and that name tag is on in case it gets loose, uh, and somebody finds your animal around the neighborhood, they know where to, where to bring it or, or who to call. So, uh, uh, that that gives you the opportunity to make sure that uh, that dog gets home safe or that animal gets home safe. Oh, yes, yeah, such a great point. Um, let's go ahead and highlight the potential fire hazards and how we can prevent those during Halloween. Yeah, you know, this is one of those holidays that uh, has kind of transitioned from uh, candles and flames to more of the glow sticks, as we talked about earlier. Uh, the glow sticks are the safe route. It's not going to catch anything on fire. Uh, maybe the uh, jack-o'-lantern candles that uh, that have the fire uh, capacity, uh, we want to make sure that's safe. So if you are using real flame uh, and the opportunity is there, uh, make sure it's not in an area where it's going to catch anything on fire, anything that's flammable, or where kids can can get involved and, and grab, um, 
the flamer or them get hurt. You know, the, the whole auspice around this holiday is we want to make sure we're safe. So a lot of people take candles, they put them inside pumpkins they, they've carved out or they have uh, Halloween decorations. Uh, if you can use LED lights, that's the best way to go. It's the safest way to go. However, I also understand that part of the holiday is, is um, you know, that's part of the attribute of of this holiday is to have flames you know and have the real fire it, it it's a more of an effect uh and uh and we as society we like that we like that visibility um you know so we have to find that balance because it's about making sure that everybody's safe and it doesn't create those fire hazards uh hurting anybody or, or catching any structures on fire um my neighbor has infants and she'll sub out her pumpkins so when it's trick-or-treating time she'll bring the fake pumpkin with the fake candle in it and she'll put that out for the trick-or-treaters so the babies won't mess with the real pumpkin um so i like how parents are being creative about it like how they can still keep the spirit of halloween but keeping it safe for kids um and moving on to kids and neighborhood watch building a strong community is essential for public safety let's talk about the concept of neighborhood watch during halloween yeah, I think this is something that is very important, especially a holiday like this is, uh, like I mentioned earlier, you know, if if someone sees something, they have to say something and not just say something, they have to do something. Uh, the important part of this holiday is is really unity and fellowship, right? So everybody's out for the same goals, just to enjoy the environment and uh, and really embrace uh, watching those little children smile. Uh, and part of that is also to make sure they're safe. So if everybody takes the opportunity to uh, just look after each other, you know, that that solidifies a safe community, a safe neighborhood, a safe environment. Uh, and it's important that that communities build strong relationships with each other, you know, and it's important that they know their surroundings, they know their neighbors. You know, I understand sometimes people just don't get along and that's just part of life in society. However, this is a time where you got to put your personal feelings aside if that's the case and you come together as one community and and look out for each other. You know, it's important and it's for the kids. It's for the kids to make sure they enjoy the night. Uh, and we want to make sure that uh, in that community that, uh, you know, any hazards or barriers that are there that are going to be a potential to hurt the kids or hurt the environment. We want to make sure that we cut that off before it happens. Uh, and that's important uh, as we go through the evening. So we want to make sure we know uh, we have our cell phones charged. We know if, if something does happen, you know, what number to call. You know, 911 is always the, the emergency number, uh, but you also want to be able to have a phone to, to call somebody else, call your relatives if you need a ride home. You want to make sure that uh, your phones are charged. If you're you're sending your teenagers out there, make sure their phones are charged. It's always good to have uh, uh, for your kids, uh, find your phone. You know, that's an app that, that parents, I'm sure, are aware of that can use, and, and they can kind of monitor where their kids are uh, throughout the night. Uh, just kind of big brother watching. It's just, you know, want to take those steps to make sure everybody's safe and building that community uh, community relationship with everybody is very important. Absolutely. What a wonderful message. We do need to take care of each other because the same way that if you saw a kid kind of wandering around and they be helped by a kind neighbor too. So some Halloween traditions are very, very fun, very festive, but there are unfortunately some more um, mean-spirited Halloween traditions. Um, I don't know what y'all call it where you grew up. Um, in California, we called it Mischief Night. 
So we do have to reference this, that respecting others' property is also crucial for safety on Halloween. So let's discuss some ways to prevent vandalism and acts that cause harm. Yeah, I think one of the important pieces is just everybody stay alert, right? So we want to watch your children you, when you're walking around or the group of kids you're walking around, but also keep that third eye of in the head on a swivel to make sure that you can help uh, keep that community safe. You know, unfortunately, like you indicated, there are kids out there that, uh, you know, uh, go down or adults that go down the path and they just want to cause havoc in the night. You know, they want to disrupt the fun of the neighborhood. Uh, they may not have that opportunity. And sometimes there's vandalism happens uh, or they go and spray paint a fence or a wall or uh, even, you know, they're they're brazen enough to even spray paint or light police cars on fire. And those are the things that, um, you know, in a community, uh, it's everybody's responsibility to keep a community safe. So if everybody keeps their head on a swivel and, and they, they know the environment that they're in, uh, the advice would be go to a community that you know. Don't go to a community that you don't know because you really don't know how that community operates. If you're in a community you know, you know what's right and you know what's wrong. And that's how you can meet you keep that community safe is you're the expert for that community and you know how it should be. Uh, you live there, you represent that community and you want that community to, uh, to have that opportunity to not have the mischief along the walls or along the fence or people's cars get egged. Uh, you know, that, that costs money at the end of the day, you know, that's, that's something that, uh, if we don't educate our kids on that, that damage costs money, you know, a paint job on a new car, having uh, workers come out and, and cover the spray paint uh, that walls or fences are, are spray painted. Uh, we want to prevent that type of behavior. So that's another reason why you want to have your phone. So you have that non-emergency line or the emergency line that you can call uh, to get somebody out there or wave down the police officers or the public safety officials in the community uh, to, to point them out. Um, everybody has cell phones, right? And everybody takes pictures as well. So another opportunity to s snap a picture of the car that, uh, that, that may have caused the damage. Um, and I know people sometimes don't want to be witnesses. They don't want to get involved. Uh, but in order to keep a community safe, we all have to be involved. You can't have one foot in, one foot out when it comes to safety. You have to have both feet in, you have to be committed, and you have to take ownership. It's about owner, owning the community and, and taking that responsibility. Safety is everybody's responsibility, and it's important, especially in a holiday like this, that as adults, we send the message to the kids that we want our community safe and we don't want any mischief or, or vandalism or anybody acting out of character uh, to make the the community unsafe. Thank you for sharing that. I feel like it keeps going back to what you were saying earlier. See something, say something, and then do something. Follow up with the do something. So I think that's really important to educate our children on. And talking about educating, we're going to move on to fireworks. Fireworks are often associated with Halloween celebrations. Let's talk about ensuring safety when it comes to fireworks. Yeah, so it's important that, uh, you know, if you have the opportunity to take your children to a commercial fireworks show, a lot of cities are, and parks have fireworks show um, that that are very nice to watch. And it's a it's a safe environment to be in. Um, we all know there's fireworks stores out there. 
kids and adults get their hands on fireworks. Uh, and, and that's just part of the holiday, right? So that's part of uh, the fun of the holiday. And there's nothing wrong with that. The key is safety. The key is you want to make sure that whoever's doing the fireworks to make sure that they know what they're doing. They're not in a position to where they're being reckless. You know, fireworks can, can blow your hand off. It can do significant damage to uh, uh, the rest of your body. And so whoever's doing fireworks, you want to make sure that they're people are safe away, uh, that you're the only one that's dealing with the fireworks. You want to make sure that you understand what that firework is going to do once you light that that match or that lighter and, and that wick gets lit. You want to make sure what that result is going to be. And that, and before you light that match or, or lighter, you want to make sure that the surrounding area is safe. Uh, so once that firework starts to go off, that uh, no one's going to get hurt because there's there's no second chance after you light it uh, and it it starts to go off off track. So uh, you want to make sure that if you are using fireworks, you have fun at it. But the key is just be responsible, be responsible, be safe. Uh, it's always good to have a, a hose nearby uh, that's turned on. Uh, you can have a spigot that that keeps the pressure off until you uh, until you need it. Uh, but have a hose nearby uh, and make sure that uh, it's uh, somebody's ready if if you need that that water to put that uh, that fire out or that firecracker out. The one thing that I will also say, if you are doing fireworks, uh, don't throw them in the trash too fast. Uh, you want to make sure that they're watered down uh, when you're doing fireworks and make sure that they're they're not hot. If they're still hot and you put them in the trash or you put them in some sort of container, that container eventually is going to catch on fire because it's going to it's going to harbor the the heat. Uh, and it's going to ramp back up. Uh, the fire will ramp back up. So although the firework may be done, there's still that hot uh, pressure that comes with that firework. And you want to make sure those fireworks are watered down. So, uh, again, if you have the opportunity to go to a commercial fireworks show, that would be the first recommendation. If you do have fireworks, the, the key to that is you want to be safe. Keep everybody safe. Keep yourself safe and be responsible. Absolutely. Um, so last but not least. And this is one I'm surprised I actually don't hear more about during the time of Halloween. Let's talk about the importance of safe driving. Yeah, during this holiday, it's, uh, you know, it's it's interesting because every community uh, you have people that live in neighborhoods that may not be uh, trustworthy. So they go to a relative's neighborhood. And when they go to the relative's neighborhood, it brings an excess amount of vehicles to that neighborhood. Uh, what that does, it triggers cars to be parked in the road, block the sidewalk. So there's more traffic uh, in the neighborhood, but there's also more obstruction. Uh, and that obstruction causes safety concerns. It causes hazards uh, because kids and adults have to maneuver through the cars. Uh, the visibility is also limited because of the, the blockage of the vehicles that are in the roadway. So you want to make sure that when you're out there, you're talking to the kids, uh, you're, you're again, using that the head on a swivel to make sure that uh, you see everything coming, not just vehicles, bikes, golf carts, uh, ATVs, UTVs. Usually during this holiday, everybody's coming out with whatever specialty vehicle they have. It's fun. It's outside. The weather's probably going to be nice. Uh, you just want to make sure that you're extra 
vigilant uh, and avoid any distractions. And by doing that, you want to stay ahead of it. You want to know the environment. You want to see the the hazard ahead. So as a as a parent, you want to make sure you're looking down the road so you see what's coming. Don't don't be in the phone. Don't be on TikTok. Don't be scrolling through social media sites. Uh, this is a time to be watching your kids uh, and embracing that environment. Enjoy, you know. But but part of that joy is you have to make sure they're safe. And uh, you want to be looking down the road. You want to make sure that uh, you see any hazard that's coming, especially when people are leaving driveways. You know, the, a lot of times uh, they, they won't see the kids coming uh, and the kids are in the road or the, they're riding bikes around. So there's a lot more activity going on during the day. Uh, and you want to make sure that uh, uh, you're ahead of the game when it comes to safety. Uh, public safety will be out driving around. Usually police have their lights on during that time, which brings more visibility. But as we know, sometimes that doesn't work as well. You know, lights are, are, are good. They're only as good as the people that see them. Uh, so we want to make sure that not just the police are out there, but the parents are out there and the parents are making sure that uh, that environment's safe. So uh, there's a lot more obstructions on Halloween. Uh, and it's just something as long as you know that, then you know what to look for. You know uh, to make sure that uh, you can guide your child or your group of children that you have uh, to remain safe. Thank you so much for your insight on public safety for Halloween. Uh, personally, for me, growing up, Halloween was always my favorite holiday, and I always enjoyed it, but never truly understood the safety precautions my parents took to ensure that I can enjoy Halloween and that we could have a fun, safe holiday. So thank you for pointing out all of those areas that you should definitely talk about with your children so they're aware of it. And that wraps up our special Halloween public safety message from the Hope A Thing, a Native American podcast. We hope you found these tips and information helpful as you prepare for a safe and enjoyable Halloween out there in Indian country. Remember, by following these guidelines and promoting safety, we can all make a positive impact in our communities. And thank you, William. Thank you. Happy Halloween, everybody. Everybody stay safe out there. Absolutely. And, and we, we hope that you guys, guys will come join us for William's webinar series that the NLC is hosting starting in the month of November, Unity Talks, Bridging Public Safety in Tribal Communities. This series is designed to foster collaboration and innovation in public safety and housing initiatives within Native American communities. We couldn't be more excited to platform this groundbreaking training. That brings us to the end of this episode. Huge thanks to William for providing this public safety holiday message. If you enjoy our show, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Also visit our website, www.nativelearningcenter.com to find information on upcoming webinars and virtual trainings. Be sure to come back for more content. And we also want to wish Will a another congratulations on the co-director position. William, did you want to say anything regarding that? No, it's a great opportunity that the that, uh, Native Learning Center has provided us to uh, just get the message out. And uh, the the Florida State University has a great relationship with the Seminole Tribe and other tribes around the country. Uh, and this is the first time that they, in their College of Criminology and Criminal Justice, that they started this uh, Native American Crime and Research and Policy Institute. And the goal for this is to provide research, do the research, provide the research to the tribes uh, so they can use it to bolster their, their governments, their day-to-day -day work, and provide them the opportunity to use it to drive policy. 
Um, as we know around in country, uh, the resources are limited. Uh, this is just another opportunity that through quality research that Florida State has, uh, that public safety can lean on them, uh, lean on this institute uh, to provide research and data and to uh, allow tribes to use this research and data to better their tribe, better the safety in their community, and also to uh, have the opportunity to really move into the 21st century uh, when it comes to public safety opportunities and public safety practices. Very exciting. Congratulations again from all of us here at the NLC. And we're so excited about the webinar series starting next month. All of our listeners, make sure that you are here for the webinar series. Be there at the starting line and you can see this groundbreaking content as it comes to fruition. So a lot of exciting stuff happening. That brings us to the end of this episode. Huge thanks to William for providing this public safety holiday message. If you enjoy our show, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Also visit our website, www.nativelearningcenter.com to find information on upcoming webinar and virtual trainings. Be sure to come back for more content. And from all of us here at the NLC, have a happy and safe Halloween. Halloween.